Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. As actors have to do, Emma Thompson is doing a round of media interviews for her new film, What's Love Got to Do With It? In the course of one of those interviews, at least, she says that romantic love is a myth. Stephanie Reagan is a clinical psychotherapist and also the the uh, the uh, co-host of the podcast Tough Love. Good afternoon, Stephanie. Hi, Sean. How are you? Uh, is she right? Is she right? Well, I don't think uh, she she said it's a complete, you know, kind of myth. So at some level, she is, I think she's bringing something to the table there that, we, you know, it's useful to think about it. I don't think it's a myth. I think romantic love does exist and it does work. But we are now running into problems, I think, with the whole concept of romantic love, if you think of it in terms of marriage and divorce. And that's kind of where I think she was coming to in that conversation. Right. Like, yeah. Go yeah. on. I was just going to say, well, I mean, if you think of it this way, arranged marriages. Now, we, I know we have to factor in for culture and all of that. But for, in the US, 40 to 50 percent of marriages are ending up in divorce. I know that's not as high here. And as opposed to 4 percent of arranged marriages. Now, even if you factor in for culture, there, are, you know, these are not we're not talking like forced marriages here. That's quite another different level. But, you mm. know, where there are where there's choice, because in a lot of these assisted marriages, there is choice. A number of people are, you know, brought forward by the parents and, you know, uh, offered, so to speak, offered sounds like the wrong word, but presented to the the daughter or son and then they choose from there. So there is a choice factor involved and they do work quite well and all the measurements of them show that they work well. So she's not talking complete rubbish there. Right, okay. No, but at the same time, there's a very high divorce rate in the United States, but people still keep getting married, though. Yes. Uh, because people want that, don't they? We want that security, that love, that one and only person and all of that. But you see, I think, I think Sean, the thing is about romantic love. Romantic love, really, in the beginning, you know, it's all about the attraction, the chemistry, the sexual. And and that's what's missing in the arranged marriage, if you like. That, that's not a factor at the beginning. Mm. It's a factor, obviously, as time goes on. So that's where the seesaw effect is. You know, even when they look into the research shows on these that... The love in an arranged marriage is low to begin, but rises and actually rises over time and overtakes, if you like, the choice type love, where it's high at the beginning and ebbs over time. Mm. So kind of interesting. Uh, That is kind of interesting, though. I suppose it kind of, you'd wonder, is it possible to predict how you're going to feel about somebody in five years time? Or whether, whether it's an arranged marriage or whether you're ripping the pants off each other every chance you get at the start? Is it possible to predict it? Yeah, how are you going to feel about a person in five years' time? Well, I think I think that's true. I suppose it's it's hard to predict, and even with like in all of our work, you know, in dating and in, in relationships, there are so many factors involved that it is hard to predict. But but I suppose what what has happened in relationship kind of work and theory is that they've picked a number of measurements and they try and keep keep sort of. Factoring in for what are the what are the, what are the traits and characteristics that keep showing up in the long and happy relationships, and that's what we kind of go by. So we try and try and find that, and you know it can be predicted by you know one of these. I'll just say that the five basic traits tend to be good communication, good commitment, kindness, acceptance, and compatibility. Also chemistry, of course. Mm. So so 
Do you know that one piece of research actually showed that you can predict divorce almost to the tune of like a 90% rate by the kind of way people talk to each other, even in the very beginning of, you know, in the earliest of disagreements in a relationship. Oh. Yes. And that way of talking is the, you always using the you word rather than the I word. In other words, if it's me and you and we've irritated each other and instead of me saying something like, you know, I'm really hurt when you, you know, when you come home late, instead it's more, you're always late, you tend, you forget about me. So it's that level of kind of way of communicating that does have a really strong kind of, is a real strong predictor of divorce. Mm. Now, is there a cultural problem in the sense that we, we, we stress romantic love too much? And, and, and that's, I, I would suspect, not necessarily a particularly modern phenomenon. You could go back to Jane Austen and, you know, there are yeah. similar things there. Yeah, I, I think sometimes, I mean, I'd be a little bit with Emma Thompson on it. I think that we have to become a small bit more practical about it. And as people get a little bit older, as you know, we would see it with single, you know, if people haven't got married or got, you know, connected, because not everybody wants to marry, people like to be in a committed relationship. But as you get, as you've been through a few romantic love situations, people become more selective. They try to be more selective. They try to be more practical. They try to pick people who are, more suited to them, they feel. Mm. But of course, there's another factor that sometimes you don't know what suits you and you're <laughs> you're continuing to select wrongly. And I mean, that's where the old arranged thing comes in or the assisted marriage. The problem is there you're getting family to pick and do family know you? I'm not sure my mum and dad would have picked very well for me. You know, I, I think because you are, you are beyond your family, aren't you? You know, what do they know about your love life in yeah. that sense? They know something about you for sure. That's important. But I like to I like to think that that you're you're bigger than, you know, you grow out of your family, if you like. And yeah. they don't know everything about you. Uh, is background it, it, and those kinds of things, are they an important factor? When, when, you know, uh, at least from the point of view of the research. Yeah, from the point of view of the research, yes. You know, sort of similarity and and coming, you know, we, we tend to like in all walks of life in relationships, we like people who are most like us, who, 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 who seem like us. We may be wrong, but they seem like us in the beginning. So, so coming from similar backgrounds, similar culture, you know, obviously makes a great difference. And, and if you take that into the sort of national thing, it is, it is where you, you come from backgrounds that you both understand. Um, that, that does tend to help. So in the same way as you have similar pools of friends. But you see, difference also works. This was something recently that came out that of all the things and all the algorithms that try and put people together on dating apps, the reality is that it's not likeness that makes us connect and 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 really fall in love with each other and really build the future together. It's often difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I find that quite interesting <clears throat> because I think that's my experience both personally and with, I mean, I feel you know, that people go for, they, they look to the other person for what they don't have themselves. Yes, indeed. Uh, yeah, if you can get that perfect uh, balance of complementing yeah, each exactly, other. Yeah, exactly, that balance, yes. Uh, Stephanie, yeah. thanks a million. Uh, that was uh, Stephanie Regan there, a clinical psychotherapist and co-host of the podcast Tough Love. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2pm. On News Talk.